Reverend Forrest Gilmore is executive director of Bloomington-based Beacon Inc., a community organization dedicated to solutions for people in poverty. Thanks so much for coming on the program. Thank you. Glad to be with you. So, Reverend Gilmore, could you please summarize for us the events that took place on Wednesday night at Seminary Park? Well, sure. I, I think I think there's a, some important context, which is what happened the day before. But on the actual night of Wednesday, that that evening, uh, police and some social workers came into, and caseworkers came into the park to um, warn uh, people in Seminary Park who were sleeping there um, and staying there in their tents that they were going to have to leave within an hour when the park closed at 11. Following that, police did come in. Um, There was public transportation that was there, uh, and people were um, not allowed, permitted to stay. A A small number of people left um, with the public transportation, one went to Wheeler uh, Mission, and another two, or I've heard different numbers, two or three went to um, the Stride Center. But the remainder of the people that were there um, went elsewhere. And the office of the mayor coordinated this action, if we can call it that. They put out a press release, and, and they wrote, Homelessness is an issue that requires the whole community. We always appreciate and welcome ideas. We want to hear from you. Now, that seemed to convey a different sentiment to what the board of directors at your organization, Beacon Inc., wrote when you made a formal statement on the events at Seminary Park. You called it a failure of local democracy. I'm wondering why the choice of those words? Yeah, I I think the biggest thing was in relationship to what happened the night before. Um, and the day before, there was a, a parks commissioner uh, board meeting. Um, they were proposing there was a proposal to um, ban uh, tents uh, during the day. It had already been banned. Uh, camping was, uh, was already banned overnight at the at the parks, and there was just I mean, it was one of the most astonishing and beautiful things I've ever seen. More than 230 people. Uh, appeared, came to that meeting and were present for that meeting to say that they did not want this daytime ban. And many also said we should also remove the overnight ban. Um, so the sentiment uh, and and every single speaker spoke, who spoke um, was against the daytime ban that came out and spoke. So, so it was just an extraordinary response from the community saying this is not what we want. Many people didn't realize that it was just a daytime ban. Some people did and said, we want the day overnight ban and eliminated also. But what was so extraordinary is just how many people came out and and nearly universally spoke out against um, this kind of ban. And so for that to happen on Tuesday, when many people came away feeling such such good-hearted positivity and hope around that response when the park board commissioners voted it down, there was so much hope. And for that to be dashed so readily within, uh, you know, just a little over 24 hours afterwards was uh, was just heartbreaking for, for many, many people in the community, not to mention the people who, uh, especially who were impacted by that, that move. And I will note that Bloomington Mayor John Hamilton and Bloomington's Deputy Mayor were both present, at least for parts of that uh, meeting that you mentioned there. Presumably, they were aware of the outpouring of opposition to the tent ban in the parks. Um, Now, the mayor's office says that this is all being characterized incorrectly. They say that what is happening at Seminary Park is not 
really an encampment and that people really aren't sleeping there. How would you respond to that kind of, to their characterization of what's happening at Seminary Park? Honestly, it's simply false and quite silly um, <laughs> to even consider that as an option. Of course, people are sleeping overnight in our tents. They're sleeping overnight in our parks. They're sleeping overnight every single night in our parks. And yes, they were sleeping in, in our tents. Not maybe every tent was occupied by someone who was sleeping in them, but absolutely there were people sleeping in there um, and in those uh, numerous tents that had been you know, put up. So the idea that people weren't camping there uh, or that we can't call it an, an encampment, it doesn't hit the mark here. Um, and honestly, I'm surprised by such such a uh, such an argument. Uh, it, honestly, it's, it borders on insulting that argument. Now, we've talked about the, say, democratic and political ramifications of the events, um, but there are also very real world consequences uh, that affect people's lives. Of course, there were, I think it's fair to say, dozens of people in the park at the time that the city forcibly cleared them out. What's the situation on the ground now? Do you know how any of the people who were forced to move, how they're doing? Well, certainly it had a lot of impact on on, uh, people in that it disrupted their, their place of sleep that evening, as well as it led to the you know, possession of many of their things, um, which they was left in a pile in a parking lot the next day for people to pick up, uh, unlabeled, unseparated, all just piled on top of of, uh, each other, the items. So tent poles broken and things like that. So so people's possessions were brought to a parking lot. Of course, a lot of these people don't have cars. They, They couldn't pick it up. So yeah, I mean, the various allies and advocates um, helped much of the stuff be be retrieved, but it you know it took this this significant effort to get that done, and and the, you know the tents are back up, and so um, many people are are camping again um, in the same location. So we're in a position now of of why was that even done, given the the very clear voice of the community the day you know the day before. Of course, the clearing of Seminary Park comes at the confluence of cold winter weather and a global pandemic. Community members were quick to point out um, that the CDC uh, actually has guidance which explicitly recommends not removing people from encampments. Um, of course, the city has has said this wasn't an encampment. That's their um response to that. But the main issue here is that the CDC notes that if people are removed from encampments, then they are at an increased exposure risk to COVID-19. They could either get it in a new place wherever they have to go, or they could spread it. And so how is that playing out? What are the public health ramifications of the mayor's approach on Wednesday night and more broadly to the issue of homelessness in Bloomington? Yeah, truthfully, we don't know the impacts. I mean, we're in the, the in a state that has the worst uh, infection rate in the country um, right now, so the highest infection rate in the country. So, um, so obviously, you know, we're losing three thousand people a day nationally. Um, so obviously, this is the worst it's COVID crisis has been uh, in the United States going back to the very beginning. Um, 
And so to not even take that into consideration uh, in the midst of this decision, in the midst of um, CDC guidelines that were brought up numerous times the night before in the Tuesday night meeting, it was a stunning decision to me. And I will just note that the city did not provide any advanced warning, any notice that they were going to be undertaking this operation. What do you think is the motivation behind Mayor Hamilton's insistence that that the park be cleared, that he clear the park? I mean, I, I'll, I'll say that even not only was there not warning um, about that evening, but earlier in that day, there were city staff telling us that that the um, city was going to back off and not and not you know um, kind of step forward in trying to break up the camp. So we were under the impression that 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 wasn't going to happen um, <clears throat> at all, much less within a few short hours after that conversation. And so I, I honestly I don't I don't know what the what the motivation for for this is. I, I know that there are definitely some concerns with litter and defecation and things like that that are certainly problematic and challenging and something that comes uh, with um, this kind of street homelessness. It's always a challenge and a struggle and a problem that comes with this kind of street homelessness everywhere in our country. We have trouble with those issues. But the city chose to break up the camp rather than take another approach to dealing with those issues. Okay. Well, Reverend Forrest Gilmore, Executive Director of Beacon, Inc., Thank you so much for coming on WFHB Local News. My pleasure. Thank you, Aaron.